there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Rickaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of these breakaway agents, this show is for you. Thanks for listening, and even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that is a huge win. Hopefully, you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I am super excited to welcome Arison Antonucci Burns, realtor and broker owner of Aspire Realty in Bozeman, Montana. Hey, Arison. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited. Yes, I am too. Excellent. Well, why don't we start out? Why don't you just tell us about yourself and what you do? Sure. Well, um, I am a real estate broker and I founded Aspire Realty in 2016. And I was a, a, a fellow agent at Keller Williams for 13 years. And mm-hmm. so I was top producer there for six years and it was always in the top 20%. And um, once I got to a point where I I was training other agents to be successful and do other sort of things and teaching education classes. I decided it was time for me to do something entirely different and go hog wild and go, my attitude is go big or go home. So I decided to just branch out entirely and do a brokerage of my own and um, also recruit other agents that is in in an agent centric company. And that was my whole goal when I went behind this and and coming up with things that I would have liked to have seen, you know, as an agent Keller Williams and and so forth and just hearing feedback from other agents. So that's what I did as I I started Aspire Realty in 2016. Um, We've been doing really great and um, I'm I'm excited about it. And uh, my energy is off the charts sometime to a point of annoyance, I would think, for the other people around me because I am really excited about my business and my company and the growth of the company. So It's a great energy, I have to say. Just in the time I've been talking to you um, leading up to this, it's just you're just really fun to talk to. So, <laughs> so what are some things that um, you said you kind of started and you wanted to do something that was more agent-centric agent and had some things that maybe you were looking for and missing? What Could you give me an example or two of... of those types of things? Sure. Um, well, Keller Williams is such a large company. It's such a great company and they have a lot of training opportunities, but they were also so large that a lot of people kind of got lost in the shuffle. I felt like they were kind of getting left behind, so to speak. And so what I wanted to create is a place where they're feeling supported. And if they have any questions or concerns, they always have someone to go to in order to do that. And also have an education forum where it's very interactive and not so by the book. Because I am not by the book. I actually, we were talking about being unscripted and I'm very much unscripted. So I kind of just go with the flow and let questions happen as they may and answer accordingly. And so I, I like to have smaller education classes that are um, interactive in nature and not just so reading off a piece of paper and, and following this to a T because I realize that everybody's different and they're different in how they do business. And so catering it to, to their wants and their needs and how they want to grow their business and not so by the book, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, especially in real estate because it, nothing could be truer. You know that agents, they do business differently they from one another. And I mean, there's some fundamentals that are always true, but you know, there is, it feels like almost, almost as many ways to do real estate as there are agents out there. So I think that's really good that you have a way that adapts based on a person's yeah. way of, 
you know, the personality, what they, you know, what type of clients they want to attract and things like that. Yeah, exactly. There is no one size fits all for, for everybody. There just really isn't. Every personality is different. You know, every day is different. You know, <laughs> your niche market might be different than someone else's and how you want to grow your business might be different. I'm, I'm a pretty like, um, balls to the wall, so to speak, kind of agent and not everyone is. And so they might have, a a difference in how they do their business compared to how I do my business. And so we just kind of have to work with that and figure out where, where the right fit is and, and how to help them execute what they want to execute. Yeah. Well, and in addition to owning your company, you also are a high producing agent. It sounds like um, yes. you're doing awesome. Do you have a niche or niche uh, client or property type that you typically work with? You know, for a while I started off doing a lot of first time home buyers and that was, you know, almost 15 years ago and that was really my niche, but I was also young. I was 25 when I started and just fresh into the industry and I didn't really know a lot of people. Um, that were much older than me. And so that was my niche. But the further I've been getting into the business, my niche is now like second, third, fourth, fifth time home buyers and investors. That's become more of my niche rather than the first time home buyers. It's not that I don't still love them and cater to them, but it's a different, it's a different language, so to speak. And so my niche is is more investment, second home, third you know, home buyer, more experienced buyers, more experienced buyers. And I think that just changes over time. Depends on the level that you're at when you start in the business and who your, your market is and who your sphere of influence is, so to speak. So, well, and sometimes don't you think when you're new to the business, it seems like it's, if you're new to real estate in general, it's nice to be a beginner, you know, with, you know, it kind of helps not working with someone that maybe has bought and sold, you know, yes. 10 houses or, you well, know, you probably won't be speaking investment. language. So mm -hmm. to speak. I mean, if you're, if you're new in the industry, usually you can kind of lead them to water. So you're both kind of going in the same direction almost, and you're helping each other out. Whereas a veteran home buyer, they're really looking for the experience behind it because they, if you're new, they probably have way more experience than what you do. And mm -hmm. so they're looking for the value that you can bring to the table and you might not be as experienced to, in order to offer that value to them. Right. And so now you have a team around you. Can you tell me about your team and what role they play in your business? Sure. So I have, I have a team of uh, three of us. So there's me as the head broker. I call it the rainmaker, so to speak. And then I also have Mike Harper and Brooke Passmore who are my assistants, but also licensed realtors. And so what they do is they're, they're transaction coordinators they go show properties, they go on listing appointments sometimes with me. They do a variety of different tasks. They help coordinate marketing. They do pretty much everything. They are like my arms. I'm like an octopus. I just have all these different people that are there to facilitate, you know, different things in the, that they're needed to to do. Every day is different. So their day isn't the same as my day. Um, we each have a list of 50 or so things to do every day. I kid you not. I get up at, you know, 630 or 7 and create this list. And some of it's overflow from the previous day moving forward. And so we designate, we separate out the tasks and delegate them out, which is actually been more challenging than what I had thought in order to delegate. I think that's a learned, a learned skill, mm. um, but it's taken some time to, in order to trust 
uh, someone in order to delegate those tasks to them to be a true extension of me. And so they help in every in, in every way possible. But I, I really do focus on my repeat clients and as well as um, listing appointments. That's kind of my my gig, so to speak, and they do everything else. So. Okay. So are you looking to grow your team? Um, well, I think about it. I used to have four people, but it actually works really well with the level of business that I'm at, um, just having three people. If, if I start to grow even more, I probably will need a fourth person. But really, at this point, with my level of production and my clients, three satisfies me really well. But in terms of the overall growth of the company, absolutely. And I see these, these additional uh, agents as extensions as well as part of the team, but not part of the A team as what we call my particular team, Brooke and Mike and myself. So you have other agents in your office. Is I that do. true? Beyond your immediate team, then you have other agents that yeah. you Okay. Yeah. They're independent so, contractors. Okay. And so can you tell me a little bit about the dynamic and size of, of the, of the other agents that you work with? Sure. So I have various age groups in with Aspire Realty right now. So I've got, you know, an older demographic and then I have some younger and some newbies and some more experienced and some less experienced. And so it's actually a really great mix of people. And I find it good to have the mix because you get the energy and, and so forth. And you've got the old ways and then you've got the new ways. So it's good to have a good mix of people. I feel like in, in this industry, not just having one, one niche of broker or um, agent, so to speak working for my company. I like to see the diversity of that. So we have, we have eight agents. I'm looking to grow in the next year to 20. So mm -hmm. I do have some lofty goals, but I feel like I've got everything in place and an agent centric program that will be really good moving forward in 2019. So what are some things that you look for in a candidate? Oh, my first one, honestly, is personality. If you don't have a personality, you and I are probably not going to jive. And being that we work in such a smaller environment, I really need that to be <laughs> first and foremost. Because if you're kind of yeah. a dud, it just doesn't work for me. I mean, and I'm probably not going to work with you. Right. Um, so that's just how it goes for me. So first and foremost is personality. And fun, fun people are super annoying to boring people. So you would definitely, you know, like it's just not, a good, it's not really good for anybody. No. <laughs> It isn't. And I feel like to be really successful in this industry, you kind of have to have somewhat of a personality and a sense of humor. If you don't have either one, I don't know, it, it can be, it can be rather difficult mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> at times for them to navigate through this because we're such a people industry. And um, so that, that to me is crucial as personality and sense of humor. If they've got two of those things, then that's great. Um, I also look for experience. Um, if you've got experience in, you know, just working with people, um, and maybe you're experienced in real estate or maybe you're not, but you're looking to get into it. Cause even if you're not, sometimes I, I like it because I can train, I can train them to be who I want them to be. And they don't come with their set of rules and, and a set of preconceived notions about how they think things should be or, or how they, you know, it just, I can mold them a little bit better. So experience isn't always the most important thing to me. And it doesn't always matter to me if you're, a top producing agent, I'd actually prefer you be, you know, what I call a, a B or a C level agent, which is right in between. And so then I can help them morph them into a B agent or an A agent, which is more of a top producer. Mm -hmm. So 
it's, I actually like to groom them the way that I want to. So. Well, that's cool. That's very yeah. fun. Kind of help, help, help see them succeed like that. It's kind of a very cool thing. Kind of like a coach who, you know, gets a player who's kind of a little bit rust, you know, not super great, but gets to see them be like a superstar. It's very, totally. Fun. I actually love that part of it is to, is helping them grow and succeed. I actually started a small business center too, which is geared toward, you know, entrepreneurs and, and they lease, they sublease spaces for me, but I get the opportunity to talk to them and interact with them and, and see how we can help more of their business too. And this isn't something that I get paid for. It's just something that I enjoy doing. So I like to bring all of those different um, ideas and so forth to the table. It actually gives me a lot of energy by their energy. Oh, very good. Very yeah. good. So is culture part of your growth strategy? Definitely. I definitely want it to be, um, families like more, feel more of like a family than, mm-hmm. you know, some of the big companies where it's just all about for your, you know, for yourself and you're just kind of a fish in, in the mix. I want it to be like actually more of like a team environment. I think it's more fun and it's more engaging and you're, it's more supportive. And, and if you have that, then I feel like more trust is built because in real estate, we know that it can be very cutthroat. People mm-hmm. steal each other's clients you know, those sorts of things do happen, whether we like to admit it or not. And so if we have that trust between us, then that will decrease the likelihood of that happening. And I had that happen in the larger companies and it's very hurtful mm-hmm. and I don't tolerate that. Yeah. It makes it tough when you're working with that person too. So that's- yeah, absolutely. So um, I love that even at the level of success that you're finding, you're still really committed um, to growth. And so um, what are a couple things that you struggle with right now when it comes to growing both your like bringing, whether it's bringing on agents and that process, or if it's your own production and, and getting more business? Well, it's actually been a big discussion with my staff and I in the last year or two, because when the market is hot, everyone jumps into the industry. And so there's more, there's more agents and, um, that are, are taking up some of the business that we would have had originally, you know, with some of our repeat clients that now their husband's brother's mother is now an agent. They feel obligated to use them, even though they have no experience and those sorts of things. Some of that stuff goes to the wayside because we know in real estate, it's all about relationships. And so <laughs> if, if you're tied to someone in your family, that's a realtor, their chances are they're going to use them you know, um, or your best friend gets into real estate. That's more of an obligation. And so sometimes they're not always a hundred percent confident about that person's ability, but they don't want to sever the relationship if they don't use them. And so we experienced this last time in 2008 when the market was just going gangbusters. Well, 2006 and 2007, and then the 2008 in August hit and was like, the crash happened and that, you know, everything kind of crumbled. And so we saw that it greatly increased in the numbers of agents. And right now we have over 1200 in our Valley mm. um, that are affiliates and so forth. And so it's the same number as it was last time. So I'm seeing that trend. I was already in it. I saw the change in the marketplace. And so, you know, those, the competition is very stiff when you have a small community right now we have about 60,000. And so that's a lot of agents. The joke is you say, shake a tree and seven fall out. And that really is the truth. And so, so that's been kind of a challenge, um, a big challenge, actually not kind of, but a big challenge is just that. um, And so 
Uh, let's see, what else have I had um, challenges with? With my company in terms of growth, it's, it's been challenging to pull other agents from the larger companies because there's safety in numbers and that's how people feel or they're tied to like a certain imagery that they have um, with the company has, but maybe they don't have. And so it's, it's a challenge to get them to come or to make a change. I think people um, can be timid to make changes because they're unsure of the unknown. For me, I love the unknown because it gives you an opportunity to grow. But for lots of other people, it's scary. It's scary just to take a different route home. Never mind uprooting your entire business, like something that might be unfamiliar. But once the change happens, people are like, why didn't I do that sooner? Right. And it really, it's getting over the fear factor. And then what I found is that your clients will follow you. They're not following the sign. And right. so once, if they're following you, they love you and they trust you. Those are the two big things that are going to, um, your clients usually just don't care. But like whatever makes you happy, you have access to the MLS, you have access to all these different tools. And if you feel more supported, great. And people are usually pretty fine with that and they're not tied to a sign or a company in particular. Right, right. Well, um, you know, when you're working with these other agents, it sounds like you have a really good training program and you kind of mentor them and things like that. Am I kind of hearing you correctly? Yes. Okay. Yes. So as you're doing that, I know um, a lot of times when we're coaching people or we're mentoring them, you know, I, I know I always have these things, even as a marketer, I'll, I'll just be like with my clients, if I could just make you do three things, <laughs> it would change your whole life, you know? Do you have like three things that you could pick out that you're like, if I could make every agent in my office do these three things, it would just transform their business? Well, I would say with that, I train people to... It's really basic. It's to plan. Simple. Have a plan throughout your day. And you don't always have to entirely stick to the plan, but at least wake up in the morning and kind of have a plan. And so we call it time blocking. And so time blocking is just, you know, uh, lead generation maybe, you know, from noon to one or, you know, your listings, you're working out, you're doing all these different things. Have that all scheduled. And um, that's, that's number one. A lot of people I find just aren't organized. They have no idea how to be organized. It just really isn't their forte. Um, so that's, that's one thing that um, I definitely encourage them to do. The other thing is um, training them to get out there and get out of themselves, so to speak, and um, be a person in the public. It's not something that I love to do anymore. I used to love to do it. Now I just kind of want to sit back and like not always be on on show and people talking about real estate all the time because I like to have a life now. But when you're first starting out in the industry, you got to get out there. And so being confident and so instilling that confidence in them, which comes with training. And so confidence and training go together. And so if they come to classes and treat, uh, Treat realistic, like always constantly educating yourself and going to classes. I used to treat it like I was going to school when I first started. And I went to every education class I could possibly do. I went to all my, you know, uh, Keller Williams trainings and so forth. I went to all of it. Mm -hmm. So if you could just train them to have them do that, that is also helpful. Um, the other thing I would say is, um, you know, contract writing and being confident about your skills with contract writing. That is so important. With the online, you know, the online stuff that's going on right now, truly in Zillow, anybody can just go pick out a house and they don't necessarily need us for that anymore. 
But what they do, the consumer does need us for is the contracts and the negotiation and, you know, the the head-to-head -head combat, so to speak, when you get into negotiations. Like, people shy away from that. And so if you can train them how to negotiate effectively and write contracts and be very tight with your clauses and so forth, those sorts of things are so important to me. There's nothing worse than getting a contract from a newbie that has no idea what they're doing because I will rip that thing to shreds and I will steamroll you. And that's <laughs> what happens. So I actually like it when they bring them, honestly, because I have the ability to arm wrestle with them. Whereas <laughs> agents, you don't have as much leverage, but they, the other ones, you can lead the horse to water, right? And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm going to lead them in the direction that I want. That may not be necessarily the best thing for their client, but I will get it there and I will likely win. So if I can train my agents in that way, um, to be strong and confident when they're in the midst of negotiation, I think that's really what is super important with this and why consumers need us. Well, and I think that's a really great point too. I know a lot of agents struggle with like, what value am I bringing? Not only understanding that for themselves, but also communicating it to clients. And what you said is just right on point. And it's interesting to me how more and more information has gone to the general public. So it's made them a much more sophisticated participant in yes. the whole process. However, it's also create, I, I believe, you know, I was in real estate for over 15 years. Um, um, and I know, you know, those, those contracts just get more and more complicated. And as people become more sophisticated, they're better at backing their agent with their negotiations. So those things become so much more valuable because of the fact that it's so much easier for them to find a house or, you know, yes. share on Facebook that their house is for sale or, you know, I mean, yes. that's really just step one. And then there's like the rest of it where, you know, like what you were saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. With the consumer, like people finding their properties online, any, any Joe Blow can do that, but it's all the in between, you know, from getting from the beginning to the end, you mm -hmm. have to see, see the end at the beginning. That's what I always say. Like when you're writing a contract, you got to know where you're going. If you have no idea where you're going, you're not going to get to the end and then you're going to find yourself in termination lane. And that's exactly what you don't want. And we're trying to avoid a counter. You just want it to stick it the first time. And so training them to be able to stick it the first time is going to be really important and seeing the end at the beginning. And I feel like that is so important and people often forget what the end game is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where our expertise really needs to shine especially with a changing market. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so um, in that sense, so we just talked about the three things that you would just make people do, but what's something that you would tell your rookie self today? My rookie self? Oh, man. I would say to just get tech savvy. Mm. Um, being tech savvy is so important. With the, you get a lot of the older agents and they don't really know how to do different things and they're intimidated by the technology. And so I'm kind of in that middle of the road. Like I'm not quite old, but I'm not quite young. And so like I get both sides of that all the time. So my rookie self, if I were to come in, would be not to be afraid of the technology and being able to utilize it effectively and adapting to the demographic in which you're catering to and figuring out the modes of communication that people like because they're all so different. You know, millennials like to text message, you know, and so forth. The older people like handwritten notes and how they communicate is so different. And so all learning all of those different tricks and trades is, is helpful in, to, in order to cater to their wants and their needs and how they communicate. And I feel like that's super important. 
So, yeah, you know, um, this just a little bit off trail, but like, it, it really makes me think of when we were in real estate, like early, early on when we were young, really young, um, and how older, like the older generation, they didn't even like phone calls. Like they just wanted people, you know, they wanted to stop into the office and, you know, so they thought like phone calls, like the phone is such, you know, and we're talking about like dial up phone, like, yeah. You know? So it's like, whoo, you know, yeah, I wouldn't want to have to make, but now it's like technology changes so quickly. Um, being able to adapt is a huge, huge asset. Yes, for sure. Well, um, Let's see. So um, what does a typical day look like for you, especially since you're in production and uh, managing a team, but also leading a group of other agents in your office? So it goes back to the whole time blocking thing. So starting my day in the morning and I also have a child and a husband. And so trying to manage all of those different things is can be somewhat challenging. So so the, my day starts, you know, 6.30 to 7 right away and getting all that done before my child wakes up and then getting him off to school and then I come to work. But uh, we have a calendar which, which helps to keep us organized with all my staff members so we can put in different appointments and so forth and they go to each other's phones. So that is also key with actually running a team is having everything kind of interrelated. Um, so we get in the morning and we have our, we hopefully have our meetings, but if not, they have their list to start the day. And then at some point during the day, we have our team meeting and kind of come together and see what each other have done so I can work on the list for the next day. Um, so my days are filled with, uh, meetings with clients. I'm on the phone a lot. Um, people come into the office too, which is nice, but sometimes you get totally sideswiped, you know, because <laughs> yeah. people will suck a lot of your time and your energy and you didn't anticipate that happening. So you got to plan for delays um, and going out, showing properties, um, writing contracts and doing some of the, uh, you know, the data, you know, the coordination of the, um, the transactions. That's super important. And, um, and then I try to get home by 4.30 or 5, sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes there's, there's days when I'm out staging a property and I might be out till 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And so the days will super, they vary. It just, it goes accordingly um, to what's happening that day and what's been pre-scheduled. So. Okay, cool. So before we met and talked today, um, I had asked you about something. I asked you to tell me something that you're really passionate about um, talking to, you know, agents that you're training or agents that you're mentoring. Um, you know, what would, what are you really passionate about? Um, when it comes to that. And you said, you need to treat your career in real estate as a business. This is not something you kind of sort of do. You either do it or you do not. Once you commit to it 100% and do what it takes, the sky is a limit. Would you like to expand on that for me? <laughs> uh, well, I've always been an overachiever in everything that I've done. So I have to kind of scale it back, so to speak, with whom I'm speaking to. But I really truly feel that the sky is the limit and you are, you personally are the biggest hurdle to achieving your ultimate success. And so if you can overcome some of your biggest hurdles and identifying those hurdles and learning to overcome those hurdles, and it could be just time management. Sometimes that's just a huge thing for people. It could just be that simple to, to achieving greatness. So I love to, to meet with people and, and help them figure out, well, what are those hurdles and how can we overcome them? 
Um, sometimes it's lack of confidence, and I notice that a lot. I've gone to a lot of entrepreneur groups, especially for women, and they kind of poo-poo on men sometimes because they feel like, oh, the men, they're not going to give us a bank loan, or they're, not, they're doing this, and they're ruling the world, and da-da-da. And I, to me, and I said this boldly to them, and I was like, I think you might be the biggest turtle. It's probably not them. It's probably you. And it's not just men or women. I think it's just in general. And it's very interesting. I attract more, um, not in a dating sense or anything like that, but I attract actually men with big personalities versus women, which is very interesting. So I don't know if that's just a personality thing or what, but I feel like if you're, if you're confident about things, you'll probably be able to get most of what you want in this life as long as you're consistent um, in your values and, uh, you know, and, and where you want to go. So if you have a roadmap and a plan, I truly feel like anything is possible, really. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Like you can literally do anything. So I have to say too, my sense is that you're really honest and you're really outgoing and you're really strong. Is that true? Yes. Like you're honest, like, Oh, super honest. To yeah. Sometimes okay. I get myself in trouble because yes. I'm so honest. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, cause I was listening to what you're saying and how, um, I mean, I also get the sense like you're about empowering women. Yes. Okay. And so I'm completely on the same page as you. Like, I feel like we should probably have coffee sometime. Cause I just love, love how you do things. But, um, I was just talking to Taylor who actually is on this call as well. She, she works with me. She's my right hand person couldn't do anything without her at this point. Um, and we were talking about the same thing. It's lonely. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like if, if you're a woman out there and you're listening to this podcast episode, just know you just got to flip rocks. You got to find people who are like that so that you can have people around so that you're not lonely. But it, you know, I feel like you run into the same thing we run into where it's like, it's easy to have kind of like, you know, acquaintances, but it's really hard to have friends, especially yes. women friends, because um, and, and then you stand there, you're like, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm honest, I'm empowering. I, but somehow, you know, there's like a 10 foot gap between you and other women. Yes. <laughs> you know? well, I feel like um, oftentimes, and I felt this with recruiting too, is oftentimes women are um, intimidated mm -hmm. by other women. I mean, we just know this just by being women. I mean, growing up in high school and middle school, you see that all the time. So we're intimidated and constantly comparing ourselves one to each other. Um, what I feel like people forget is that we each have value. We just may not be all good at the same things. And um, so I, I, I feel like that's just a woman thing. I think mm -hmm. we're just very competitive in nature against each other. And if we sense intimidate, if we're intimidated, we're probably not going to gravitate toward, toward that person. Right. Uh, so I feel like that's something you just can't change. I, I don't, I don't know how to change. I haven't figured it out clearly. <laughs> Well, I guess all we can do is encourage other people because I think a lot of it's just perception and misinterpretation. Like, I don't feel like we're really trained to understand what that means when another woman is strong and honest. Like, we're so, like, taking it personally or, like, that they must think that I'm, you know, if they're so amazing, I must suck, you know, like, stuff like that. And I feel like as we train each other that, no, you know, that's not really what's happening and changing that perception, I think it's going to help. You know, I think it helps. I think it helps a lot. Just awareness about it, I think, is yeah. really helpful. So. Well, and I, I find that it is like what you said. You said it was it's kind of lonely. And sometimes it is. It is really lonely. I, I tell people all the time, like, when they ask me about success and all these different things you do, and I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't 
it's like whatever to me. You know what I mean? Like this is my natural pace of life. Like it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. But people ask me, and sometimes it actually is lonely at the top. Like even when I was the, you know, the, the top at Keller Williams, it was kind of like you felt a little bit alienated from the rest of people because they didn't, they felt like they weren't as good as you, or I don't really know what it was, but people start to separate themselves from you. And you're like, well, where did my friend go? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not looking at you any differently. I don't want you to look at me any differently. It's just what I do. Like, it doesn't mean that you should frown upon it or I frown upon you because you do something less. So it is very, it, it is very, um, strange. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and well, and I guess start being at the top because you feel like you're just at the top and no one's there with you and you want to celebrate it with someone else too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess a good takeaway is just, you know, if you see someone courageous, be courageous alongside of them instead of, you know, instead of pulling away, lean in, you know, kind of. Thing, yeah. So. Well, and I was at the National Association of Realtors Conference and there was all kinds of leaders. And the, one of the big things was, you know, be where the leaders are. Mm -hmm. It only helps to rise you to a superstar, basically. And so, and I'm not saying that that's what I am, but I feel like there's potential for me to eventually be to where I ultimately want to be, but be where the leaders are and you'll become a superstar. Like, I, I think that that's true in whatever you do, whether it's real estate or whatever, you sell cars, I don't care what you do. Like, just yeah. be where they are. So. Yeah, you become who you're around. So that's, yeah, exactly. that's really awesome. Okay, I'm going to throw a wrench in this. This was not on the questions. I just was inspired as you were talking. So it's the first time ever on our podcast that uh -oh. we are going to have this segment. Um, <laughs> and so if you hate it, I might never do it again, but I am feeling... I'll tell you if I don't like it. Okay, okay. That's great. I trust you that you will. So, okay. It's called Rapid Fire Tool Chest. Okay. okay. And so, and I will, I probably will never include it on the list of questions, but, if, but people will see it. And anyway, so rapid fire tool chest. Um, if now I know how real estate is, if you have some secret sauce that you don't want everybody to know about, you can say pass, okay. but, but, um, try not to say pass. But if it's because of that, if you're like, no, nope, I don't want everyone to know that you can say pass deal. Sure. And deal. there's just, there's just like, there's just a few and there's, I'm just supposed to answer them. Like, However. Yeah, but, and you don't have to, like, you can give like a one sentence, like, but this is like rapid fire. So okay. we're going to like, boom, 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 boom. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say a topic and you're going to tell me your favorite tool to use or okay. so for example, time blocking. Outlook. Outlook. Okay. Favorite technology. My computer. Okay. <laughs> okay. CRM. Um, I wouldn't say that it's super important to me. No. Oh, you mean the contact me? Oh, so you can I either say the designations or like CRS. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, CRM. CRM. Uh, yeah. Right now, I use Clarity Soft. Clarity Soft. Sales pipeline management. Clarity Soft and okay. Outlook combination. Very good. Favorite book? And it could be audio. Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. See, we're really getting to know you now. I should have omitted that one. <laughs> That's, it's rapid fire. You can't help it. Like, it's not, just blame the new segment. Okay. Okay. Favorite real estate mentor, teacher, coach type person? Uh, Buffini. Awesome. Favorite training resource? Oh, training resource. I would say myself. Okay. Uh, favorite personal growth teacher? 
I had a mentor, his name was Clay Nelson, and he, he taught me a lot of things. He was my business coach and he, he lives here locally. Um, and he was probably my biggest game changer when it came to switching gears. Okay. I have, I have, I've actually had several real estate coaches as well. So coaching I think is important. Awesome. Um, okay. What is the most underrated resource in your industry? Oh, the most underrated resource. I would say personal connection. Okay. That's it. That was rapid fire. That was it? Oh, that was easy. Easy peasy, right? Like it sounded scary at the beginning. Yeah, it totally did. Okay. Well, what, what have I not asked that maybe I should have that you feel like might um, bring value to other real estate agents who are, um, you know, killing it or want to kill it? Um, I would say just, just really establishing relationships with people and maintaining those relationships with people. I think there's a really lack of um, connection with people and um, we kind of sit behind the computer and social media and try to do business through truly and all these different ways when oftentimes your best referral or your best source of business is actual referrals and they're usually the ones that have the personal connection tied to them. So I think for, for growing your business, it's, it's more important you touch on those those people that you're already connected with and not the people that you're not because the ones you're connected with are more loyal okay awesome okay thank you that was awesome yeah so my last question i i have been doing breakaway agent for a while now um a short while but a lot of them and then i had a marketing podcast called chat and grow and it's still out there and we still occasionally do an interview and i always ask this question because i'm a huge foodie so i have to know what is your favorite dish and where do you get it my favorite dish i would have to say is lasagna um i'm italian and so where I get it is if my husband makes it and okay. the best. So I don't really have anything from Costco that I love in particular. It actually is homemade goodness and it's lasagna. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's funny because usually it's like a restaurant that people, you know, it's really meant like what's your favorite dish and what restaurant. And I stopped saying that because like lasagna, if you make it better at home, there's nowhere that makes lasagna. Like, homemade no. like no, it, it's like the it's best your, yeah exactly <laughs> so that's that's an exact answer of why i changed how i word it so that's all and i love lasagna so i'm totally with you my, my mother's maiden name is manduki so Ooh, we yeah have some connection that's right <laughs> that's awesome well thank you so much arison for joining us today it was so much fun yes thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah yeah well you gave us some really awesome takeaways i loved our conversation at the end about like empowering women and how we can you know maybe encourage each other more but you also i appreciate what you shared about real estate as well um and thank you everyone out there who's listening thanks to taylor and alex our production crew for always being there and putting everything together um and remember the best is yet to come breakaway agent is produced by omh agency and hosted by tiffany youngren a special thanks to production assistance by Taylor Hill, Dwayne Youngren, and Miranda Youngren. The song Beside Me is by Youngren Music, and a special thanks to our audio production advisor and engineer, Alex Youngren.